All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the recent trade that the Portland Trailblazers made in sending C.J. McCollum to the Pelicans and what that could mean for the Bulls as far as having their draft pick and maybe even the Bulls being interested in some of the Trailblazers players. We'll talk about the loss last night, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, we'll also be going into the mailbag, all that and more on today's episode of Chicago Bulls Central your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, beautiful people. So the first thing that I want to talk about is the recent trade that sent CJ McCollum to the Pelicans and what this could mean for the Bulls pick. Apparently, like, it's one of two ways that this can go. And I know I don't talk a lot about other teams here because this is a Bulls-centric channel, but this is just, it, it. the 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 Blazers could be doing one of two things. They can either be doing to quote guard packs, they could be retooling, not rebuilding, or we could very well see that the, Pel that the not the Pelicans, I'm sorry, the Blazers could see this as their opportunity to really get a, add a lottery um, pick type talent to this team while keeping the framework of a very solid team. So we could see players like Nance Jr. traded away, um, who you know a lot of Bulls fans will be very interested to have him on this team. Uh, we could see that, or we could just very well be seeing, you know, Dame maybe be being out longer than what we even expected, really letting Anthony Simmons to, to, to develop, but allow this team to get that lottery pick to bring in a talent. I, I for one, and I'll say this, I did not expect C.J. McCollum, if he was traded, to be traded in this manner. I thought it was going to be to bring in another star, maybe package it with their pick to bring in somebody else i didn't expect it this way so it really has left me on there's a couple of different ways the blazers could be going with this they could be preparing for a full rebuild as much as dame has said that he kind of wants to stay in portland we could be seeing the blazers really preparing for a complete and utter rebuild with anthony anthony simmons with their number one pick um and lottery pick that they'll have next season and really rebuilding around those who we could see that or we could see more of a retool like i said before let me know what you think down below what do you think the Blazers are going to do? Are they going to go full rebuild or are they going to go more the retool route? Also, now, what does this mean for a player like Nance and his possible availability? When you look at what the Pelicans got back, um, yes, they got Hart, but they really got a lot of draft capital. Could the Bulls maybe enter, uh, have the, the Blazers interested in trading Nance for a couple of future second round picks? Could that happen? Could, you know, especially if they're going full rebuild, could it be Troy Brown Jr.'s contract? And the fact that he's expiring, the fact that he's still, what, 22 years old, um, something like that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, um, and maybe they'd say, hey, we can take a look at this kid or, and just not resign him next year. Could something like that happen? Let me know what you think down below. You know I don't do a lot of the trade speculation, but this trade has really just left me in a place of really wondering what the hell are the, are the Portland Trailblazers going to do in the future? Let me know what you think about all that down below. Let's talk about the Bulls' lack of effort last night against the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> This team is completely, utterly frustrated. And that's just what it boils down to. I'm not a sky is falling. You get a lot of Bulls fans are like, oh, we're not going to be anything. I'm not that. When we're fully healthy, I still bet on this team to be able to compete with anyone. Last night's efforts suck. Getting zero assists in the second quarter. We constantly talk about ball movement. And I know you're going to get the casual people and the people who just look at box score who talk about iso ball. It's more than just that. There are times, and like I, I said, it, said it last night on the post-game live stream as well, there are times even Zach Levine is just watching DeMar go to work. Or Vooch in the post. No movement around at all. We've talked about heavily why that why that makes the offense stagnate. 
A, it allows players to cheat off you if you're not moving and just kind of watching either Zach, DeMar, or Vooch do their thing. And it allows them and, – and then it makes it more difficult for the player who is playing, quote-unquote, isolation ball to make the correct passes because players can then cheat into lanes because your, your players aren't moving. Ball movement is the key to making this offense, especially when you have one that hasn't shot the three very efficiently. You have to keep moving without the ball. Also, the defensive effort sucked last night. Period, point blank. There is not an excuse for the defensive effort that the team – I don't want to hear we're missing Lonzo. I don't want to hear we're missing Caruso because it's about effort. I'm not talking about the success. I'm talking about the effort that they gave on defense. They laid an egg as far as defensive effort last night, and that's the problem. Again, if they just get out work, if they have great effort – hell, I talked about how even though they lost against the Suns, the Bulls gave some defense, the defensive effort – I'm sorry, against the Sixers – they gave some defensive effort in that game. That effort was not evident in this game at all. And is and the fact that, you know, we quote unquote only lost by three. Anybody who actually saw the game knows that we really lost by more. That this this game was bad. A bad, bad effort defensively from our team. Bad ball movement from our team. And I'm looking towards, yes, the, some of this is on the players, but the coaches, what the fuck is a coaching staff doing when us sitting here can tell ball movement? Everything needs to be drilled in, in the player's head. Keep fucking moving without when you don't have the ball. Keep moving. Stop watching DeMar and Zach go to work. Stop with that bullshit. That needs to happen. And again, I want to I be clear. I know I'm, I'm bringing a lot of vitriol here to this, and it's just because I'm frustrated because I know this team has a better ability than what they showed last night. That's just what, what it boils down to. We have too many players on this team that, that are solid. Again, yes, I know we're very depleted. I understand that. That's why I said if the effort's there and we still lose and we just don't have enough to get it done, that's a different type of loss than just not having the effort. The back-to-backs, I don't want to hear none of that shit either. Every team plays back-to-backs. Yes, it's hard. I get it. It gets it gets tiring. I understand all that. But at the end of the day, more effort should have been given. And when you don't give effort and when you have the turnovers that the Bulls do, did, when you have the lack of, of, of ball movement with, the, with the, the number of assists that the Bulls had last night or did not have last night, all of that shit is a recipe for disaster. Not just bad games, not just any of that, a, dis- a recipe for disaster for any team, any team. We talked about the turnovers that they had against the Sixers. Last night, it was not pretty at all. I'm not like, it's difficult to sit back and you you, you get 30-point games from each DeMar and Zach Levine. And yes, more times than not, if they play that and we have everybody back, that's going to be enough to get it done. But it just wasn't. 43 made baskets last night, only 18 assists, whereas the Suns had 31 assists on 49 made baskets. The rebounding game, the Bulls were in the rebounding game. 40 rebounds for the Bulls to 44 rebounds from the from the, from the the Suns. That's the kind of margin that you want to have from the Bulls, especially considering how we don't get a lot of offensive rebounds. You want that type of thing. But this effort is just not going to cut it, and I want to see a better effort, and I'm calling on the coaching staff to really drill this into the Bulls players' head. That's what we need. That's we need to get back to that. That's when we play the best. Alex Caruso isn't walking through that door anytime soon. Lonzo Ball isn't walking through that door anytime soon. Derrick Jones Jr. is not walking through that door anytime soon. So leading in between now and up until the All-Star break, we need to see better effort from our team. Like, yes, after the All-Star break, about two weeks after that, we'll start getting players back every couple of weeks after that. But we need to get the effort. The Bulls sit at 33-21 and 21 right now. Still a solid record, right? Still better than what most people were expecting. And we have a voicemail kind of talking about 
um, that later on and, and, and stuff with that and, and Bulls fans expectations. But with that being said, I don't want to harp it on this any much too much longer. It, it, it the effort is what bothered me last night. And I know that bothered a lot of players, a, a lot of a lot of other fans as well. Let me know what you guys think down below about everything and what what the Bulls gave or did not give as far as from an effort game. It just it's it's just really, really disappointing in so many different ways. Um, but overall, you know, like I like I said before. I'm not a sky is falling Bulls fan. We know that we're going to be so much better. The key thing is getting everyone back healthy, but I'd be remiss if I didn't actually talk about my feelings on that game. Let's get into the voicemail. Um, voicemails that we have for today, the mailbag, I should say. We have three voicemails. This first one up is from Quentin, and he leaves this. Hey, hey, this is Quentin. Um, first time calling in, um, but I was watching your video. I was hearing a lot about P-Will coming back and Lonzo and Caruso coming back, and definitely from what I've been seeing, um, especially from Booch lately with him looking active and looking engaged. Um, I've just been thinking, like, in the playoffs, it's going to come a lot to defense. I'm really looking forward to seeing how a lineup gels with, like, Alonzo, Caruso, Io, P-Wheel, and especially if you can keep Booch engaged like this, the five of them on the court as, like, defensive stoppers, um, even subbing some of them out for, you know, Green. Like, it's going to be a really strong defensive lineup where we can keep, you know, six, seven minutes of hard defensive pressure. Um, but I'm definitely thinking that's going to be a great way for the playoffs to go. Um, I definitely still think we need a power forward, <laughs> someone who's going to be able to take some, some space in the paint. But I just wanted to hear your thoughts on having a lineup like that with, like, Lonzo at point, um, Caruso at two, Iowa at three, P-Will at four, throwing in Vooch at five, or even subbing, you know, playing small, putting uh, Green at four and putting people at five for, like, a real small lineup. Let me know what you think. Quentin, actually, I think it was um, Ricky Fontaine as well, who I think kicked out the same lineup as far as, like, a defensive killer lineup. I would love to see how this lineup does. Yes, they give up size, right? Absolutely give up size. But the effort, the defensive intensity, the switchability, um, especially if they get out in transition, then can do some really fun things as well there. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot that would be said from this. Now, I don't know how often you can run that lineup. It would be one of those lineups you use in specialty-type fashions uh, when absolutely needed, but I would love to see that lineup. I would love to see that lineup and see what happens with the Bulls. Like I said, scoring-wise, it doesn't give you a lot per se, um, but because of the def the brand of defense they can bring and possibly getting out on transition, that could be a fun, fun lineup to watch. Like I said, in certain areas. I won't just say, you know, that's what we need to run overall, but in certain areas for sure. All right, we're going to get into the next voicemail. This one is from the 630. doesn't leave his name, but he leaves this. Okay, check this one out, right? What if, because it's heard through the vague grind, that they might go ahead and release Dwight Howard, and we pick up Dwight Howard. How would that look with the Bulls? With what we already have out the buyout market. What's your thoughts? Dwight Howard, listen, okay, this is what I'll say. Dwight Howard isn't on my top list of things because what we need from what we're missing on this team, right, is a somebody who can play four, possibly some five, who shot blocks, rebounds, and can hit open shots, specifically the corner three. That's not Dwight Howard. But what I will say, at Dwight Howard as a as a Tony Bradley replacement, absolutely. If If it was a do you want Tony Bradley or do you want Dwight Howard and that's the only swap, and the only options, absolutely, I'm trusting Dwight Howard more than Tony Bradley. Dwight Howard has his own issues, I understand. But I'm trusting him more than Tony Bradley, especially 
in transition, especially their own putbacks. We see Tony Bradley miss so many simple putbacks, um, and then that that Dwight Howard would get easily, and then also Dwight Howard's offensive rebounding is a little bit better. So I would like that if it's a buyout and we just bring him in, replace McKinney or somebody with him. I would love that. I still don't think that's necessarily the 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 what we need from a four slash five in a perfect world. But if that if he's who's bought out and that's what's available, I'm not necessarily shaking my head at it. Let me know what, uh, what you guys think down below on the possibility of Dwight Howard with the caveats that I threw out, but you can also say overall on this team. Like I said, not even probably my top five of players that I would zero in on what this team needs right now. But as a Dwight Howard versus Tony Bradley type thing, I think I'm going with, I think I'm going with Dwight Howard. Last voicemail for today. This one's from Shay, and Shay leaves this. Hey, what's up, Hey, This is Shay. Look, after taking some time to calm down, I finally realized, man, a lot of us Bulls fans really need to chill out and just calm down and take a step back and think about something for a second. We're still a fairly new team. Matter of fact, we are a new team. Look at where we were last year. We barely strung out 25 wins last year and the year before that. So the way I see it, looking at what we were last year, looking at where we are this year, I think the, I think a lot of our fans need to calm down a little bit. Now, don't get me wrong, we could play better, but I feel like fans, mainly Bulls fans, want a little bit too much, especially within just one year of us getting new pieces. Now, I'm not saying we can't win a championship, because we possibly can. But I'm just saying, Rome wasn't built in the day, I think. We need to see how far we can go in the playoffs and then see what we need to take from there into next season. But honestly, I really think fans really need to just calm down. Anyway, tell me what you think. Peace. This is the thing, and I've talked about this very heavily with Bulls fans. Bulls fans taste that we're close to, to contention. And of course, because of that, they automatically go to, we need to trade this. We need to trade that. We need to trade this. The Bulls are in a very unique position to where they can contend now and the, and they can keep their young core together to have pieces in the future uh, so that they're not completely de- depleted by veterans. I know this three-year window is what a lot of Bulls fans are focused on. We have a longer than three-year window. As long as Zach Levine resigns here, our window is a lot longer than three years. And because of that, you want to keep key pieces around him that you can keep and that project to make it easier to build the roster around. I've talked about very heavily the fact of why Patrick Williams is so versatile and why I think this front office believes in him so much is that he really allows for a lot of flexibility of how you build the roster around him. Um, I also think that, you know, this, this Dwight, I mean, sorry, uh, DeMar being on a three-year deal was really to see, all right, as DeMar possibly uh, declines, hopefully Patrick Williams is on the rise up and we do, and we it allows us to continue to develop him without needing to rely on whatever he uh, develops into offensively right away. Um, it brings a lot of those things. So I understand where a lot of like a lot of Bulls fans, I call them the sky is falling Bulls fans. Like it, they, it's bad for them right now, right? It's very bad for them right now. Us Bulls fans that have been around and it with this franchise for decades plus, we know this is not nearly the darkest days that we've seen. This team is still a, a very new team, considering all the adversity they face with COVID, then injuries and everything else like that. It has affected this team. And I do trust the thing of the, the thing that always has kept me very focused on how good this team can be when fully healthy is the fact top 10 defensively, top 10 offensively. That is a recipe for a great team in the playoffs, regardless of any holes that they face. Bring Patrick Williams back again. I, and there's been some people in the comments that say Patrick Williams isn't the perfect. Fuck all that. Bring Patrick Williams back um, healthy and then see what we can do. I'm not against it. I'm not also against the Bulls taking a more low risk deal. But I don't I, for the Bulls fan. This is why I said in my last video. 
uh, yesterday, the pre-recorded video, is that there this trade deadline is either going to be very, very disappointing for a lot of fans or very, very exciting for a lot of fans. And that's either what the Bulls do. If the Bulls don't make a major move and don't trade their young players and just bring bring in whatever veterans bought out, there are going to be people who who have their, their sights set on the Bulls trading for another star being the key to the Bulls getting to the place where they see him at. They're going to be very disappointed with that. Or it could be very disappointing if the Bulls do make a trade for the player the, for the people that want to see them keep the, the young players and like Kobe White. It can be very disappointing on both sides or very exciting for that vice versa. It's going to be interesting to see what AK and Eversley do. But the thing that that makes this different and that I hope some Bulls fans realize outside of their, their them building their own desires for a trade to make they, they have built this thing to make it think that, oh, the Bulls front office is doing the right thing if they do what I think they should do and make a trade rather than trusting the way and the vision that this front office has for this team. I think that hopefully at some point the Bulls fans calm down no matter what happens with the season, whether it ends disappointing or not, and realize we have a front office that is creative, that has their, their mind set on actually building a team properly, right? Not just throwing names out, not just making whatever signs you can, actually building a team with some type of vision and having that front office makes things so much easier when we are facing darker times um, in that. So that's why I think, I know not everyone's going to agree with that, and that's perfectly fine. Let me know what you guys think down below of everything that I said here. And overall in the video, make sure you hit that like, share, and subscribe button. Um, just to go over it, so we are nearing our 5,000 subscriber mark. Uh, don't know exactly where we're at right now. I haven't checked today. Uh, but I know we're around like four to 500 away from the 5,000 mark. If we hit the 5,000 subscriber mark before the end of February, I will be giving away a Bulls jersey of your choosing from any current player on this team to one lucky person. So once we hit 5,000, you guys know, once we hit our marks, I do a live stream. In that live stream, we either do trivia or some type of thing where I will be giving away a Bulls jersey of whoever wins choosing once we hit 5,000 subscribers. So let's continue to grow this community. Thank you guys so much for how you've helped grow this and been a part of this community since we started seven months ago. It's just crazy to think. Um, I appreciate you guys so much. Make sure you're following the podcast at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod.gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text or voicemail, you can do so at 773-270-2799. Like I liked in every episode on Go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break, Break Media. Media.